Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. This is episode 1114, titled Deacon Blues, and we are your co-hosts, Lady J. And T. How are you, T? This episode can go straight to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Did you really not like it that much? No, it was definitely better than the other two. Yeah. In the last two. Definitely better, but I do have a lot to say about it. As do I, my friend. As do I. But hold on. Yes. Lady J, mm. how are you? I'm good. Yeah. Well, that's so sweet of you to ask. Oh. Uh, we need to. <laughs> Everybody needs to know. <laughs> that's true. The listeners need to have the answers to the hard-hitting questions. How are we? Yeah. Because <laughs> then you know how this show's going to go. It's true. <laughs> if I told you I wasn't shitty... You'd know. <laughs> She'd be like, You'd know how this is going to go. All she would do is read you the spoilies and say, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Oh, my fuck, God. I wish there was an actual recording. Read the spoilies. And that's it, folks. Good night. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it. <laughs> so this episode, uh-huh. Deacon Blues, uh-huh. I keep thinking that the Deacon Blues is like a pun on something, but I know it's not. Yeah, I don't think it right? is, right? It's not like an NYPD blue joke. How could it be? <laughs> There's an NYPD blue joke? No, I'm saying like that show NYPD no, blue. No, I know, I know. I'm like, I'm like, there is, but is there a joke? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Just like a vague pun, perhaps? I don't Ooh, know. <laughs> I like it. And this has nothing to do with cops or anything like that whatsoever. Kevin used to be one. Except that there is a cop in the episode, funnily enough. (laughs) Wait, is there? Yeah, the one that leaves a parking ticket. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Parking ticket. So, where to begin with this episode? Because, I don't know. I think we talk about T-Bone and Kevin. Okay. Right? Which is ultimately the Ruthie, T-Bone, and Kevin storyline. Yeah, that's true. T-Bone and Ruthie are sneaking around... Trying to find some private nooks and crannies yeah. where they can be with each other. Yeah. You know, they're not having sex, but they're like making out they pretty hard and heavy. They want to just make out and cuddle. And- yeah. Which, whatever. I I don't care about that. But they're like literally hiding in the minivan yeah. in the garage. Uh-huh. And like Ruthie's waiting for him in the car and then T-Bone comes in and he does like a full perimeter sweep of the garage, yeah. <laughs> like checks every around every corner mm-hmm. under every box or whatever before going into the car with her. And just every time that they're about to like make out, like start making out. Yep. First, Jane and Margaret, Margaret. come downstairs. The, the best is when you hear Jane, you got the paper? Oh, yeah. The newspaper. I'm like, well, um, <laughs> okay. Okay. And then she, like, checks her teeth in the side mirror of the car. Yeah. Which she would have seen them, right? Mm-hmm. Come on. Like, they're not even hiding. They're just, like, shrinking down in their seats. Exactly. Like, Jesus. Um, and then and then I think someone else comes in, right? Eric. Oh, yeah. Eric pulls in. He just pulls in, garage, yeah. Right? So, ultimately, they're like, we need, we need privacy. Like, we need a better place where we can be alone kind mm-hmm. of a thing. This isn't working. Not that it stops them from making out for a few minutes oh, after no, no. that. Of course but not. But they all both agree they need privacy. And Ruthie's like, you need to get a car so we can go somewhere. And he's like, why don't you get a car? And she's like, well, I missed my chance to do driver's ed, blah, 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 blah. And so much explanation. I know. I don't need it. So, too many excuses. Who cares? 
all, yeah, you're right. Like, he didn't have to ask so that we, the audience, didn't have to suffer through five minutes of yeah. bullshit from Ruthie. We learn now it's T-Bone's turn. He needs to be a man. Yeah. He Which Ruthie get- keeps telling him that. Oh, yeah, I know. Ruthie keeps saying, be a man, be a man. And it's like, bitch, you be a woman. <laughs> Seriously. What does that mean? Exactly. And that, it means nothing. Gender is a construct. <laughs> um, How many times have we said this to you guys? I mean, so many. <laughs> so anyway, so now T-Bone goes back to Kevin because apparently this is the buddy cop movie nobody wanted is like the Kevin and T-Bone show. Yeah, seriously. I'm so over Kevin. Um, T-Bone goes to Kevin to be like, so I need your help because I've passed the written portion of the driving test. But I always crumble under pressure on the practical exam. Yeah. And so I need you to help me practice so that I know what I'm doing. I can feel comfortable Uh and like pass this test. Yeah. And Kevin immediately wears his parent number three hat and is like, oh, okay, yeah, you're going to do it my way. You're going to pass my boot camp and like you're going to be the best driver out there because you've got my little sister in your hands and blah, 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 blah. Like... Ugh. Yeah. <gasps> so we cut to what this boot camp is. Oh, yeah. And it's basically Kevin annoying all the fucking neighbors. Seriously. With the fucking air horn that he's blasting in T-Bone's face. Yeah. While asking him questions about, like, how many feet ahead of the turn must you signal? And yeah. If four cars that are a stoplight, who has the right of way and shit like that? What neighbor hasn't come out from their house with a shotgun saying, fucker, if you blow that horn one more time. I know. It's like, do you own the street? How is no neighbor complained? Also to look a lake, but that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was shot into look a lake. For sure. You recognized it? Yeah. I'm like, I think I know this neighborhood. I know I've walked around. Is that where they always film those exteriors? Because it very much looked like Uh, the street they always film on. Um, not all of them. No, but, but some, I don't know, like that street. I'm like, that looks like Toluca Lake. Oh, funny. Yeah. I did not. I mean, I guess I don't know Toluca Lake all that well. Like, I didn't clock it immediately. It just looked like suburbia to me. I don't know. So pretty. Somewhere in the snow globe. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's Pasadena or Toluca Lake, you know? <laughs> see, okay, yeah, maybe. I, I could see Pasadena the now homes, that you've said right? Because they're yeah, like yeah, big yeah. and like mm-hmm. big With lawns. like the tree lined and all yes. that. Yep. This means nothing to our listeners who don't live in Los Angeles. <laughs> Look up Pasadena on Google Maps. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoom in. <laughs> yeah, zoom in. Camden House. <laughs> um, so T-Bone. So, okay. So T-Bone puts up with it because he's like, fine. If this means you're going to help me, if this is you helping me, fine. Yeah. Cut to their... They, He's been driving. He pulls over. He yeah. comes out of the car and he's like, if this is your idea of helping, stop helping. Yeah. This like and Kevin's like, what did I do? And he's like, um, how about yelling at me the whole time? Blowing that stupid fucking thing in my ear as I'm driving. Yeah. You're, you're the fucking road hazard, dude. Yeah. Like this is not safe. You're going to kill us both. What is your deal? And. He's and Kevin's like, oh, you know, my little sister, and like, what are your intentions? Yeah, and the T Bone has to finally like put his foot down and be like, Kevin, who the fuck do you think you are? And suck my dick. I know you don't want me to get my license because you don't want me and Ruthie to be out alone together. That's not it at all. I don't think. 
Well, I understood your subtle threat about what you would do to me if I did anything with Ruthie. Lucy told me to apologize about that. Well, you don't have to. Ruthie and I, we're two mature people. We can decide what we do or what we don't do on our own. And your threats, while quite effective, had no bearing on our decision to take it slowly. Really? Really? We're taking it slowly. No, I meant really my threats weren't effective? Well, you painted quite a picture, I'll give you that, but we're teenagers. <laughs> we're used to going against the wishes of elders. Oh, and another thing, this is none of your business as much as you seem to think it is. Reverend and Mrs. Camden, sure, but you? Definitely not. Boom. Drop the mic. You gotta love T-Bone. Reason why is you gotta appreciate his approach. Mm-hmm. It's just matter of fact. Yep. It's not to rub it in your face. He's not speaking from higher ground. He's just like, but dude, this is the reality. And he's your not opinion even- doesn't matter. He's also like not emotional either. Exactly. He's not angry. He's not like yelling and screaming. He's just like It's almost like he's teaching Kevin. Did you understand? Mm-hmm. A little bit. It's like a little patronizing, a little but like in that good bit. way where Kevin yeah. needs to be put he's, in his place. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Where he's like, I'm not afraid of you. Right. They work. I'm not downplaying that, but I'm not afraid. Right. It doesn't affect me. Right. And this is so it's interesting that it comes up this way, too, because as I was watching this episode, it occurred to me, Annie says something very um, specific to Ruthie when Ruthie is talking to her about, you know, how T-Bone's going to get his license, blah, blah, blah. And Annie says, I trust you. And I trust him, but I trust the two of you together a heck of a lot more where you, your father, where where me, your father, Lucy and Kevin can keep an eye on you. Yeah. Which is like screaming parent number three and four to me. Yeah. Like, I feel like even Annie and Eric, like they've put Lucy and Kevin in these positions of parent number three and four. Mm Mm-hmm. When it comes to like Ruthie and the kids or yeah. you know, the twins, which is not fair because it's like, first of all, Lucy and Kevin have a family of their own. They are yeah. not parent number three. It was one thing when Matt was parent number three, when he was living under your roof, you know, when he was yeah. the oldest sibling. But Lucy and Kevin are not that. Yeah. Just because they live behind you doesn't make them that, you know? Yeah. And secondly, it's like, you know what, Eric and Annie, if if you guys are too old and this is like, and you're not, you're not into it anymore to be parenting a teenager, then don't. How about don't let Ruthie be the latchkey kid. She was born to be. Yeah. Sorry. I just remembered. uh, What was it? That one episode when the, um, Annie, I I can't remember. It was the teens that were pregnant. And then there, she was pregnant with the twins at the Uh time. And one of them said, the difference that you should have used a condom or something like someone threw a condom reference to her. And okay. it's just like, not that you're too old to be having twins, but if you think about it, if you think about it in the sense of like, you could tell they're sick of it. Yeah. And that they're- Lucy and uh, Lucy and Kevin are teaching them lessons that Eric has instilled in Lucy and Lucy is repeating it to them. She's right. like, I, yeah, because my dad, our, our dad raised us that way. Right. And I'm like, but did they raise yeah. those two? They, unfortunately, 
Ruthie is in the uh, like unfortunate position yeah. of being the odd man out because see she has to keep the facade going too kind of like I guess what I'm trying to get at when I'm not explaining it well enough is like okay Annie and Eric obviously are parenting the shit out of the twins. Oh, yeah. Because they're still so young and they have to and they're homeschooling them and yeah. all that stuff, right? But I also think that Annie and Eric are at a stage in their lives, right? They're in that act three of their lives mm-hmm. where in a traditional household, your kids are long gone by now. You're yeah. not dealing with teenage drama anymore. You know what I mean? There was a moment when she had leftovers. That shit is gone again. Right. Yeah. But... So my point is, it's like, clearly, Annie and Eric are are relying on yeah. Lucy and Kevin to be parenting Ruthie to the level that they would be yeah. had they the energy uh-huh. and the time in their lives yeah. to do so, uh-huh. which bad on you, Annie and Eric. Yeah. How do you give up on your teenager? Yeah. And I'm not saying they have, but give up in the sense of like, how are you giving Kevin and Lucy so much leash to parent your daughter who is in a formative moment of her life? Yeah. Decisions are going to be made. Things are going to happen to her or by her own hand or whatever. It was the moment they bought that trip for her to Scotland. That's what did it. When Kevin and Lucy did. Yeah, probably. That's what I think. Because even Ruthie convinced mom and dad not to come back to come to Scotland. You're not wrong. Convince them. And so, I don't know, maybe that just gave Brenda Hampton the opportunity mm-hmm. that like, I, well, I guess that they'll be parent number three and four then. Yeah, I, I, I think you're onto something there. Like, but then the question is, what came first, right? Yeah. Did, did, did Brenda write it this way or did it happen that way? Eh. Which obviously it's all comes down to the writing as we know. Yeah. So that's, that's my gripe. My gripe is like, Annie and Eric seem to be wanting to have it both ways. Like yeah. you can't be mom and dad of the year and then be essentially farming out the yeah. parenting to your grown up kids. You know what I mean? True. But you also like you kind of brought this up off mic saying how like, ah, oh, you know, T-Bone just going to Kevin all the time. Yeah. But it's unfortunate because that is the only male not role model, but like adult m- male, male he can go to. Yeah. He's not going to go to Eric. Right. He, not about everything, at least. Definitely nothing that has to do with his relationship with Ruthie. Exactly. Yeah. So he's going to go to Kevin, unfortunately. And, and the benefit of Kevin is that he's younger and like, you know, yeah. he's not like foggy and not a priest like Eric. True. So I think T-Bone thinks that he's got like an ally in Kevin. Yeah. But he keeps learning over and over again, as we've seen for the last like several episodes. Kevin is not your ally. He's not interested in being your ally because he's going to be a misogynist pig about his relationship to Ruthie. Yeah. And his sense of like having to protect her because that's his little sister. Yeah. Which I'm not saying is a bad thing. But at the same time, don't take away Ruthie's agency in this. Exactly. Ruthie is also part of the equation of the relationship between her and T-Bone. Yeah. She's just as much capable of making decisions of in this relationship yeah it's not all t-bone calling the shots yeah you know oh, man. yeah like well, why not have the talk with ruthie and go listen t-bone's gonna get a car soon you guys are gonna be going places you know watch yourself why not have that talk with her i, I think like w- one of my cousins I-, I think he's like that best balance of hothead but also like your he's he's the best bodyguard 
but take out like Kevin would be the best bodyguard to have. Just take out the misogyny. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. So. Imagine if you took that out, that passion and that hotheadness of like being there for that, for Ruthie, like that fierceness. Yes. Take out the misogyny. That is the best human see, to have but, but on your how side. How are you there for Ruthie? Hotheadedly and not be a misogynist. No, hot-headedly be there for her in in the sense of be her support system. Don't hold her back. Don't make it seem like right. your thoughts are exactly what Ruthie needs. Meaning, right. you know what Ruthie wants. You've listened to her and her opinions right. do affect how you see this girl. Frankly, just talk to her. Exactly. He's not interested in talking to her. Well, I mean, he, Kevin freaks the fuck out when An- Annie, when Ruthie um, starts talking about her period. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. She said, all he said was cramps. And like, I, yeah, like it was funny. Like, it's funny when it plays for laughs. But in reality, it's just like, can you handle that? It's gross. It's not yeah. a big deal. Right. And if you are going to be, as you said, her strongest advocate and have her back and be there for her, you're not going to shut her down for being a woman. You're yeah. going to listen to her. You're going to make sure that 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 you know what it is that she wants, what she's looking for, what she's Ex- after. Exactly. So that you can be there for her in the way that she needs. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. like Kevin doesn't understand it he misses the mark constantly yeah. and yet the show applauds him yeah the show plays it for laughs when he when he when t-bone says all that stuff to him that we just listened to right yeah. and kevin's like all right get in the car we're gonna go get your license yeah and he's like what that worked and he's like yeah you had a challenge you stood up to me so i think you're ready let's go mm-hmm. and then he gets this stupid grin on his face like he's a child and does the air horn one last time yeah and i'm like you are a child do you do you see yourself like what person does that he's such a fucking idiot and we're supposed to be like ah kevin no well it is a cheap way to play at laughs that's what it was that's what it feels like lame to show to show me that like kevin has a lighter side to his personality that's not light that is abusive oh well it's it's frank it's a it's an abuse of his position. Well, I mean, T Bone even says it. It's hazing, is what you're doing. Yeah, T-Bone and then says it. and then and then how do you not get pissed at Eric and Annie for giving him that position to begin Seriously. with? Seriously, right? Like, yes, Kevin is abusing it, but how did he get here in the first place? Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's really kind of fucked up. I'm just really glad that at the end of the day. T-Bone gets his license. Yeah. And then that he and Ruthie are like in the car because he's going to take her to church Mm -hmm. and he's been given the trust to do so. Yeah. And without a chaperone or whatever. And what an adult. uh And he's in, and he's driving Eric's car, you know, which is not nothing. And so wait, remember how they made insurance such a big deal? Oh they get- my God. I know. I can't stop. Dude, stop, 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 when stop, stop. The thoughts came in the my greatest. head. I was like, I wish Jackie was in my mind that we had this conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because- All of a sudden it's cool. No one cares. <laughs> no. Yeah. I was like, wait, 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 we've had insurance conversations before. Did you... I, like, <laughs> you just go back to the Camden Wades. Unfortunately, uh, we have yeah, been groomed. It's it's bad. Uh, yeah. Um. But <laughs> but getting to my point though, what I lo- what I liked about that is like they're in this car, they're having this moment of autonomy, which yeah. is essentially what this whole thing was about anyway, right? And 
they're sitting there and T-Bone tries to make a move because they're alone for the first uh, time. Yeah. And Ruthie pulls that move, which I'm guilty of doing this one too many times, where she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just because we can doesn't mean we have to, yeah. you know, which is basically her, she wants to be like she wants to feel like she has like a little bit of control. Uh-huh. right? She, but she's looking for him to be all like, come here, like, we're, you know, we're going to make out. And he's just like, all right, well, then let's go. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Like, totally backfires on her a uh-huh. little bit. And then so then she has to, like, lose her upper hand a little bit and be like, <sighs> well, it doesn't mean I don't want to, you know, and then they end up making out. Oh, high school. Yeah, it's so high school. It's cute. Yeah, it I is really, cute. I'm digging this portrayal of this relationship. It seems to be the most real mm-hmm. of all the teen relationships we've seen on the show. Like, yeah. it seems the most grounded in terms of, like, Even the real dynamics, you when know? When Mary and Wilson were dating, not, not when they were engaged or any of that shit, not when she would go visit him, when they were 16, Mm-hmm. Or even that in itself just felt so creepy and unreal and staged. And because Wilson was so leaps and bounds mature than Mary exactly. because he was a father, you know? Yeah. So th- the whole relationship had this like different tone to it. I you know? know, but it's just like they made it like... Yeah, <sighs> no, they never... I don't think that... because especially in the early days of the show, it was such a like heavy handed, like we're going to shove this morality down your throat, you know, like we're never going to talk bad. We're never going to curse. We're never going to do anything that's like untoward, you know? Like, and so because of that, the relationship interplay between boy and girl felt like, like not real, you know? Yeah. But we're in a place now in 2007 where, I think the reins have been loosened a little bit, you At know, you hope they're so. on CW. It's a whole different vibe or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think Brenda Hampton is more interested in like the organic portrayal of like teenhood, yeah. you know, or teendom or whatever. Uh-huh. And I think the T-Bone Ruthie relationship um, benefits from that. Yeah. Like these two are are into each other. They're they're like dating and they're like uh-huh. they're with each other in the way that like I imagined real teen relationships to be, you know, where it's it's hot and heavy. The stakes are always so high. Always. You know, like all you want to do is make out because like you just learned how to make out, you know, like, like it's, it it seems good. Like it's like, I'm into it, you know, it's fun to watch. You believe it. Yeah. Yeah, you can, I can, yeah. Yeah. I believe it. I see it. Um, so then, of course, while they're making out, the parking enforcement comes and puts a ticket on his car. And he's like, I thought you couldn't get a ticket on Sunday. He's and- off the insurance. He's never going to drive the car. He's just yeah. he's screwed. Because <laughs> he's in a loading zone and he's an idiot. Because <laughs> he's 17 and he's an idiot. Um, so that's that story. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Eric and Lucy are dealing with the fucking deacons again and i told you i told you like 
it's all set up, right? Like, yeah, it was not for nothing that the deacons all of a sudden were mentioned two episodes ago. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because we haven't heard about the deacons or heard from the deacons in like 10 fucking years, Uh you know? And all of a sudden, the deacons are coming out of the woodwork. Yep. And they're not liking the direction the church is going in. They think it's a little stale. They think it's not fresh, young and hip. Yeah. Especially because they're $16,000 over budget. Which, God, that's a lot of money. It is a lot. How do you go that far over budget without course correcting sooner? You know, like, what did you just wake up one day and you were 16 K over budget? But this entire storyline with them being over budget or any of that shit and how the kids find everything. We'll get into it. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, though. Ultimately, call it what you want to call it like or. I'm saying from the deacon's perspective, say what you want to say, say it's because of the money, say whatever. What they're really saying is, is Eric has had a run of this church for 30 years and it's getting old. They are because deacons are in charge of like the money thing. They're like, we got to pump some blood into this thing. We got to get new, more people, new people, young people really like, up the ante of what the church is going to do so that we can essentially make more money. Yeah. That's all it is. The $16,000 aside, that's what that's what it comes down to. It's an attack yeah. on the reign of Eric like, or the reign of the Camdens because Lucy's there too now. Yeah. No, here's the thing. I would rather see what you had said played out, play out that way in front of me like that mm-hmm. not this cheap bullshit way of showing me how the deacons are also the, the people that are head of this are falling apart and can't fucking find sixteen thousand dollars yeah no you're right because because then ultimately the whole thing is for nothing because you're like oh the money's fine we're good yeah that, yeah yeah but also i'm thinking who the fuck is stealing from the church? Because my mind would go there. Yeah, because because Annie keeps saying, I can't ma- I can't find the money. I I'm looking at the it. books. Where's the money? And, and the way she kind of delivers those lines to Lou in church, where mm-hmm. I, I thought she was almost about to accuse, accuse him. him. Yeah. So I was like, uh, at the end of this, I, fuck you, Brenda. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I, I can say I don't like you. But the fact, like, it's just, it, this is annoying. Okay, but it's here's annoying. but here's where I think we have to be a little bit nice critic. No, I'm not, <laughs> not nice, but I think we need to think a little more critically about what this episode is really setting up, right? Yeah. So, okay, let's break it down. Let's break down what happens. Lou comes in after Sunday's sun- yeah. sermon to Eric and says, "Hey, listen, the deacons are talking. Yeah, they're not liking this how it's going. Okay, life not to and mention, death. Blah blah blah. Yeah, he's like he's like you're saying a lot of things. People aren't loving. It's a little like it's very like dark and heavy. And yeah. the deacons are like, you know. And plus, we're 16k over budget. Eric's like, okay, so what are the deacons proposing? Because we've got Lucy. She's she's our young blood yeah. you know and Lou's like yeah about loose and Eric's like oh so loose is also part of the old problem or whatever seriously so he's like okay so what are the deacons proposing and Lou's like well listen why don't we take some time you know think about it that kind of a thing right yeah next week Eric spends the whole week 
because now he has to tell Lucy what he learned from Lou and da 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 da. Yeah. Eric spends the whole week writing this like amazing sermon that he's really excited about. Yeah. But that he has to get approval from the deacons, deacons. to give. Yeah. Okay. And Lucy reads it and she's like, you know, it's it's really good. It feels like something you would have said 10 years ago, like when yeah. I was growing up, you know? And he's like, He's feeling really good about it. So now he's just got to give it to Lou to give it to the deacons and get the approval. Yeah. When Lou looks at it or Lou takes it right and yeah. comes back and he goes, so they had a minor tweaks, just minor, not not major, just a few things. You're going to love giving this in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And Eric's like, wait, a couple of weeks. What the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, the deacons thought that what we could do to help drum up interest is Mr. Car Dealer Owner Guy. Yeah. He's Memorial President's Day is coming up. And so there's going to be a big sale and there's going to be a lot of people coming to the lot. And mm-hmm. he could just be like talking up the church, you know? And Lucy's like, we've never advertised before. Like, what are you talking about? And Lou tongue in cheek is like, it's not advertising. It's outreach. Yeah. Like, okay. So, you know, you're bullshitting your way around this. Exactly. And, and he's like, and what's, what's car dealer going to get in return? (laughs) And Lou's like, no, just a half page in the Sunday bulletin. Oh, and an advertisement during the sermon, (laughs) which quick sidebar, it feels like, the thing that's been happening to podcasting yeah. over the last two years where everything like podcasting was this like wild wild west of like you can yeah. say whatever you want then all of a sudden you introduce advertisings into yeah. it and you got to like take three ad breaks in the middle of an hour oh, long episode exactly. and like just read ad copy and you're like and forward 30 seconds 30 seconds 30 yep. seconds which is why quick another sidebar listeners you're lucky we never did that to you <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> what can i say okay um so anyway so he's so eric's like oh cool 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 i'm just gonna read ads now cool 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 and clue's like oh also we were thinking like maybe you wouldn't give the sermon this week and we'd get like a fresh new take on it yeah and in comes fucking sandy and disgusting move on the deacons you fucking assholes Bad move on the deacons. And poor Sandy, she has no clue what yeah. she's just stepped into. Exactly. When 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 we come back from the commercial, she's like apologizing profusely yeah. to Lucy and Eric. Like, oh my God, I'm so, 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 so sorry. If I had known for even a second that you guys weren't in on this, I would have called and told you. I had no clue. They just called me and told me that that I can do this. So I jumped on the opportunity. And Eric and Lucy, of course, are gracious about it. They're like, listen, you need you take this opportunity. This is a big deal for you. We're not going to stand in your way. You yeah. Know? Just because the deacons went about this like fucking pussies, like that's not that's not bad on you kind exactly. of a thing. Exactly. And good move on their part. Mm-hmm. Why would you take it away from her? It's not like. Seriously. It's not like. I don't know. It, it's not coming from a bad place on her part. No, you know what it's I mean? not. Not at all. But of course, now they're tripping because they're like, what the fuck? Are we being pushed out of our own fucking church? Exactly. Like, and of course, that's what we're thinking. So here's what, yeah, here's where I say we got to be a little more think critically, right? Okay. Because, and I think we might have touched on it. Either It was off mic or we talked about it in a previous episode. Like, I again, the show's coming to an end, right? We're nearing the final moments here. Uh-huh. Where does it go from here, right? 
maybe this is just Brenda's way of saying, okay, listen, audience, get ready for a shakeup here. Like, uh, get a taste of what it's like if Eric were to be kicked out of his church, you know? Mm. Like, it feels to me, not. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, I'm just saying it feels to me like it's Brenda's, like, way of prepping the stage mm. for that to be an eventuality, right? Yeah. Like, by little little moments, right? Like, the deacons are all uppity, and then Sandy's coming out of nowhere, and, you know, things like that. Yeah. Like, it, I think it's all just part of the prepping the final nine episodes kind of a thing, you know? Okay, okay. That's that's where my head's at. I don't know. I, I think... I think you're onto something. Because, I mean, I'm sorry, how long is Eric going to be up at that pulpit? That's true. That's I mean, reality. he's not getting any younger. He's dying, literally. Is he? Know. Or, I mean, you know, he asked to live. <laughs> That's true. But, so. um, yeah. So, anyway, so... The day comes when Sandy's going to give her speech yeah. or do her sermon or whatever. And she gets up there. And first, I think Lucy introduces her, right? Yeah. Lucy says, like, you know, we're, we're going to hear from somebody who you all know, because as you know, like the church is sponsoring her. and She's getting her degree and blah, blah, blah. I totally forgot about them like sponsoring Same. her. I know. Um, it kind of sheds a light on this whole thing that's been happening between her and Lucy a little bit, yeah. right? Yeah. I could kind of see where lucy would feel a little bit annoyed or like usurped a little bit yeah because it's like bitch i'm the reason you are where you are right now kind of thing you know oh so sad but yeah i hear you so lucy calls her up sandy gets up there and she says you know i'm so grateful for this opportunity i want to say all these things but it's not my place or time to and she calls eric up yeah. To give the sermon he should be giving. Yeah. And what Eric does is instead of sermon, instead of giving a sermon, he just talks. He talks yeah. directly to the deacons, who I'm yeah. hoping are all those faces we pan over while yeah. he's talking. I have loved every Sunday that I've stood before you. I hope you've loved them too, because no matter what some people try to tell me to do, I'm not going to change the way I've always done things. Sometimes you have to make a stand. This is my stand. I've always done my best for this community. I don't think it's time for me to start doing my second best just because it looks good on the bottom line. I think my community deserves better. You think you deserve better. I think we all deserve better. Oh, sorry. Uh, One more thing. Today's service is brought to you by Myers Automotive. With both new and used cars, Myers Automotive has a friendly and courteous staff ready to help you with all your car buying needs. So get down to Myers Automotive for their big President's Day bonanza. So clutch. Uh huh. I'm so proud of Eric for doing that. Yep. He, but even the guy couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. He, he appreciated it. He even was like, he well, was like, yeah, I get it now. This yeah. is ridiculous. Yep. <laughs> like, what a fucking middle finger yeah. to the deacons and all the naysayers. Uh-huh. Like, is this really what she thought was going to happen? Yeah. I'm going to fucking read an advertisement from this altar of God? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. They've lost their minds. Like, I mean... And he says it perfectly. He's like, I'm not going to change how I've always done things because it's better for the bottom line. Yeah. If we if we only start thinking about money, we're no longer a church. Yeah, it's true. We're no longer a community. We're no longer a place of worship. We're no longer a home. Yep. For good. 
we're just a fucking business. It's true. This is true. Yeah. So good on him. And then at the Sunday brunch or lunch that they do at the house, they Lucy tells Sandy, she's like, listen, we my, my dad and I talked about it. We want you to give the sermon next week. Yeah. And Sandy's like, oh, my God, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. Like, not a big deal. She's like, you wouldn't be. We're asking you to. Like, yeah. it's fine. It's it's good. And then to the joke of like, you're going to have to run it past Eric, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, But yeah, like, that's it. it's like, it's that thing of they tried to bully him mm-hmm. into doing what they wanted. Yeah. And he's like, I've been around this place for too long to be bullied by a bunch of idiots. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, who died and made you the arbiters of how this church runs? I mean, you're deacon, so duh. But, like, you know, like, you can get a new deacon tomorrow. Because yeah. the most important thing about deacons that I learned in my research today was not only that they are in charge of the money kind of aspect yeah. of the church, but in the Bible, there are, like, strict... Or not strict, but, they're like, it's, it's in one of the fucking letters or some shit, I don't know, the uh-huh. Bible. But, like it lists the qualifications of a deacon Mm. and you need to like, you need to be one with God. You need to not be greedy. You need to da, 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 da. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. like just because you're in that position doesn't mean that you're not subject to certain rules and, you know, games you got to play into kind of a thing, you know? So it's like, you guys have broken the contract by making this about the bottom line, which by the way, we barely, we, skated over it any or the twins find that 16,000 in uncashed checks hidden between blank pages of that accounting book so it's like clearly you couldn't even keep track of fucking checks you received so are you guys really the best people qualified for this fucking job Mm -hmm. and then we learn yeah the cherry on top which honestly I'm sad to see him go but I'm really happy for him yeah that Lou retired yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, he when resigned. this first shit started to happen with the deacons. Yeah, but he was forbidden from talking to Eric about it. He couldn't say anything. He just had to do their bidding yeah. until his time was up, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But now that Eric has said what he said in in church, then Lou comes in and he's like, "I'm out of here, dude. I'm going to where does where is he going? He just says the Midwest." Midwest. A couple acres of land, less uh, less money, but he's working for a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, but oh, I'm forgetting what the They're nonprofit doing, was for. The, the, it's a nonprofit who's doing micro loans. Yeah, there to we small go. Businesses, and yeah, stuff. yeah. And he goes, he goes. It's less money, but there's so much more. Yeah, which, exactly. Uh, what a beautiful thing. So I'm and, really happy for Lou. Yeah. Actually, and apparently he's been ready throughout this entire time. Like he is packed and ready to get yep. the fuck out. Isn't it funny too that we said it's like he's aged. Like yeah. clearly these last few months or years have really taken it out of him. It's weird when you said like he aged. I feel like in the last few episodes that we had seen him. He's wearing makeup. Maybe. Like yeah. like it's like caked on. I just well, didn't notice. I, no, I don't know. Like the something about it. I'm like, I feel like I'm seeing blush on this guy. It's <laughs> weird. That's funny. But yeah. I don't know. But bye Lou. Bye Lou. It's nice seeing you. You're very nice. Okay, bye. Very nice. You was very nice. <laughs> you said your piece and now you go. And now Lucy and Eric just basically have to 
now now the ball's Maybe in their not. court, honestly. Yeah. Now the ball's in their court to 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 do it right, you know, to continue yeah. to to do what they believe in. Um but maybe to drum up some interest and bring some breathe some life into it, which is, I think, why they offer it to Sandy in the first place, because, you know, they're like, fine, we don't have to iron fist this. We don't have to, yeah. you know, be all so closed off. Let let Sandy have her say. Yeah. Or a moment, you know, let's see where it goes. Yeah. Like, why? Why is that such a bad thing? Yeah. You know, it's cool. We didn't even talk about the replacements and Mac, Jane and Margaret. Oh, yeah. And Max spend the whole episode trying to find a place to live. Oh, and what's his name? T Bone is he? He's basically what like a, a not T Bone. T Bone was supposed to train Mac on how to be a. Uh, on, he was taking his position. He was taking uh, things uh, shift right. Well, I'm T Bone. Yeah, basically, they're they're trying to find a place to live. They don't have enough money because Mac doesn't work. Mac doesn't work, which is shocking. Like, what the fuck is this How guy is doing he on his own? I know it's a whole thing. Doesn't what is sense. he doing? Is he going to school or not? It doesn't make sense. I don't know what Mac's deal is. Jane and Margaret apparently aren't making enough money. Right. So Mac gets a job at the ticket booth. Yeah. And now he and T Bone are splitting their shifts. Um, oh which God. means that T Bone is making less money, so he can't afford to buy a car. Because now he can't drive Eric's car anymore because he got the ticket. Please tell me you were frustrated when Jane and Margaret were standing in front of the ticket booth and just oh, having a so fucking annoying. conversation they while people so are annoying. waiting in line to get a fucking ticket. Because you know if this shit went down now, this would be a fight waiting to happen and it would hit the local news. <laughs> and we would all know about it. I'm just saying, No. Yeah, it's all annoying, but in the end, it's all fine because the girls realize that they need to make more money if they have any hope of moving out, so they get their jobs back at the Dairy Shack. And they volunteer. They're volunteering. Margaret's going to take whatever shifts she can babysitting. Jane's volunteering at the environmental agency. Max working at the ticket booth so that together the three of them have enough money to move out. They are going to move out to apparently tomorrow because it's their last lunch with the Camdens after church that day. Okay. 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 Try to keep me interested in them. Like, how are they going to continue to be part of the story if they don't live there anymore? I don't know. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't know. Are we just going to be at the promenade all day long because that's where they work? Like, look, I saw heaven there and (laughs) (laughs) we have seen heaven and it is the promenade. (laughs) Yeah. It's not cool. Yeah, dude. No, I'm whatever. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Let's rate this sucker. Shit. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this episode one thumb up, one thumb down. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't really know why. I think I like the T-Bone Ruthie stuff. I like that T-Bone stands up for himself. I like that T-Bone and Ruthie are like hot and heavy and cute. I like that Eric stands up for himself. I like that it's like fuck the deacons. We know how to run this church. We know what we know what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad. Um the rest of it's like meh. I don't like Kevin, shocking no one. <laughs> um I don't care about Jane, Margaret and Mac. So, yeah, I'm going to give it one up, one down. Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying, but I for some reason I I can't. I don't know. Two thumbs down. <laughs> I just can't. 
Yeah, I think you hate. I think you disliked this episode way more than I did, which is fair. But I'm just saying. But besides, like, <laughs> I can't. I still can't get over the money, Lady J. I really can't. No, what because, I'm saying. But I, what I'm saying is that the money was a red herring. I, I know, I know. I, I, I really, I get it. <laughs> but what I'm frustrated with is the fact that they're using a bullshit story for it just tell me they don't like him and that they are greedy and whatever it's true i get this like i know what you're saying but yeah you're right because it cheap it cheapens the aha moment yes when when it all goes away because they found the money yeah yeah especially because i'm sorry and and he says that I fucking helped them with that book. No way are they fucking this up for me. Mm-hmm. And it's true because I'm sorry. She was there. She, she she's their, the one that does the budget. Yeah. She's a part. She was in charge of their accounting. Uh, she's part of that. So to say that, like, they're missing money for her to say, I'm going to take it personally. I believe that. I, I get it. But it just pissed me off. Because I'm like, nah, way, nah, way. In my mind, I'm like, someone's stealing. <laughs> Arguably, a more, much more compelling storyline than just it was hidden between blank pages. Yeah, and the fucking kids got it when Annie has been holding on to that book for days. Yeah, really. Annie for has days. looked at every single page of that book and never found it, and then the kids just found it. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, timetables, it's so hard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yep. This was not that great. Definitely. I want to give it two thumbs up. I'm not trying to fight that. (laughs) Listen, when there's a good episode, we give it up. Yeah, that's true. Like, we do. These are just not those episodes at all. I guess season 11 is just a turd. Not our friend. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's going to do it for us, folks. Yeah, sorry, guys. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. You know where to find us on social media. You know where to find us on Patreon. Send us those emails at show at gmail.com with Ask your us. thoughts, your questions, your musings, things you want us to know. All of it. All of it. And until next time, bye. Talk.